It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. I know you're very busy at your uh, practice at the Rural Health Clinic of uh, Jamestown right there on Cottonville Road, uh, so no problem at all, but it's uh, great to hear your voice this morning. Good to be here. Thank you. Well, appreciate you always coming on and taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us about what's going on, especially with the thing that is foremost on everybody's mind uh, as we uh, chat about the uh, coronavirus. Uh, Doctor, looking locally here in uh, Green, Clinton, and Preble counties in the area, uh, are are we seeing any movement uh, with the coronavirus one way or the other? Are we kind of holding steady uh, where we have been uh, right before the holidays? Well, you know, we're micromanaging things in terms of looking at these numbers almost case-by-case basis as as they come in. So you you have to be careful. Um, The sense of it was before the holiday, numbers were dropping. They were coming down. Our positivity rate was coming down. We were feeling, uh, you know, more positive about things. But um, since the holiday and, and since the new year, just over the last few days, and again, it's too early to call it a trend. It's too early to to uh, really make anything out of it. By the same token, uh, the reality is is that we've seen the numbers start to itch back up. The positivity rate had dropped down to around 11%. I think yesterday it was up above 12, almost 13%. Right. So, you know, just the last few days, we've seen a little bit of an uptake, which the doomsdayers have been predicting, you know, saying that, uh, you know, after Christmas and with the holiday travel that we'd seen at Christmas, I think during that Christmas time frame, they, they'd had the busiest travel that they had seen since March. And so people were, you know, inferring that uh, that was going to lead to a surge on top of a surge, I think, as the governor in California described it. But um, the reality is we've seen the numbers coming up just a bit. Uh, I don't know whether that's going to be, uh, you know, sustained or not, but that's just what we've seen the last couple of days. Well, like you said, that that was certainly the fear when you talked about uh, having the Christmas and New Year's holidays a week apart. Uh, you know, in monitoring the airports, uh, travel was up, so it was certainly a concern, and uh, I, I guess we'll just have to see over the next few days uh, how this plays out. Uh, doctor, I think we touched on this when we spoke last week. Um, another fear that people have are the new strains that we've heard a lot about the the new strain um, uh, in Britain and now we're hearing about another one uh, in South Africa that could uh, be even more of a concern what's the latest on that doctor well the new strains we're seeing you know uh, when it was talked about being in Britain very soon after that we learned it was in Canada and then very soon after that we learned it was in Colorado and Florida and now New York and so, you know, we need to assume at this point that this new strain has, has made its way into uh, our neck of the woods and that uh, we are seeing it. That new strain, the European new strain or the uh, U.K. new strain that they think originated in, I believe, southeast uh, England, um, is a very minor change. And it does not look like it's going to have really any significance in terms of its uh, sensitivity to the vaccine. The vaccine looks like it's uh, still 95% effective against that new strain. And so, you know, that's the big picture. Uh, The new strain, because it is a little different, um, is a little more contagious than the old strain, and the old strain was contagious enough. And so that strain, um, 
fortunately looks like that it's still going to respond to the vaccine just fine. Now, this South African strain is a little more of a change, and it uh, the uh, altercation of it is a little more pronounced than it is with the uh, UK uh, strain. And so we don't know as much about it in terms of knowing whether the vaccine is still going to be effective. Um, the hope is is that it, it will still be sensitive to the vaccine, uh, but at this point, uh, at least as far as I know, the jury's still out. That determination has not been made yet. Dr. Kevin shared our guest on Real Roots Radio. Uh, doctor, uh, we've also been hearing a lot of concern about uh, the vaccine rollout, uh, not getting as many shots in arms has been as hoped. Uh, I know Dr. Fauci yesterday said a glimmer of hope, said now that we're through the holidays, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll see that ramp up. Uh, you know, as we look at the local level, uh, what are the biggest problems uh, that our local um, medical professionals are facing in trying to get these vaccines out? A couple things. One is just the, the distribution actually getting the vaccine. We've not been getting the number of vaccines that we anticipated getting uh, right off the bat. And um, I know I was uh, visiting with a school official this morning that uh, had the uh, teachers prime to uh, get the vaccine this week, and they had to push it back because they were anticipating having 3,000 vaccines available for teachers, and they were told that there were only 300 vaccines available for the teachers. So, you know, um, the one is just the, the sheer distribution and realizing that this vaccine is going out worldwide and being able to, to keep up with the demand. That's one for sure. The other issue is, in terms of actual numbers of vaccinations, is the uh, number of people that are hesitant to get the vaccine. Um, it's interesting to see right now the kind of the dynamics that are going on uh, with this vaccine. Um, my older patients that are at the highest risk, they understand. They understand the significance of this vaccine, how important it is. And um, my experience has been that uh, that uh, the patients at the highest risk are on board. They're ready to get the vaccine, and, and they've already made up their minds for the most part that they, they are going to be vaccinated. It's the, it's the younger group, frontline workers, um, that a lot of them haven't made up their mind yet about the vaccine. I think the ones that are on the very front lines that are working in the COVID units and see what can happen, I think they're getting the vaccine uh, by and large. But I think once you, you step back from those very front lines, there's been some hesitance to getting the vaccine and people have not been getting it uh, at quite the rate that uh, maybe the uh, health department and others had expected them to uh, to uh, come to get the vaccine. So um, I think it's twofold, the, the distribution of it and actually then the willingness of some of the frontline workers to receive it. Yeah, that, that kind of led in my next question, doctor. Uh, I think the statistic that the governor gave uh, maybe was last week that 60% of uh, nursing home uh, workers had refused the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And I think, as you mentioned, you know, farther down the age group you go, there's more hesitancy. And, and the number one thing, you know, that I'm hearing is, well, th this vaccine was rushed. Um, mm -hmm. Doctor, could you shed some light on that about, mm -hmm. you know, how this vaccine was produced and, and why it is safe? Yeah. The, the, just real quickly, um, in terms of the vaccine itself, this is technology that has uh, been around now for uh, over a decade, and it's been utilized for cancer. This technology really was earmarked for cancer treatment. And as I said, maybe last week or the week before, the Cleveland Clinic has announced 
that they use the same technology. They have a vaccine now for breast cancer, which is very exciting. It's now in stage three trials. And I think very soon we're going to be hearing about this vaccine that will prevent breast cancer. And that is really exciting news. And it's using this messenger RNA technology. Now, this messenger RNA technology is different than any vaccine we've ever used before. It, in essence, sends an email to your the cells in your body. The cells receive this message from the vaccine that in, is, in essence, a blueprint for the spike protein on the uh, COVID virus. The body then produces antibodies to this protein and so the body then is ready if and when it is exposed to the virus and it will be eventually to uh, produce antibodies to prevent it from prevent the individual from getting an infection once the cells in the body open this messenger rna it's deleted it's 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 done away with and so you they're able to use this technology to administer to people and they, the people will, in essence, form antibodies to the virus without ever being exposed to it. So it's highly effective, and it's highly safe. It's safer than the old technology, and it's safer than the vaccines that we use every day. It's safer than the vaccines we use for our children. It's safer than the flu vaccine. It's safer than the shingles vaccine and, and the other vaccines that we've been accustomed to. This vaccine is safer. Now, having said that, with all the vaccines, anytime you turn your immune system on, there's a good chance that you're going to get a little achiness, you're going to get a little fatigue, you're going to have maybe soreness around the injection site, you're going to have those symptoms. But in terms of serious allergic reactions to this vaccine, it's very, very low compared to other vaccines. So, you know, um, frontline healthcare workers and individuals that are familiar with this were really excited and are real proponents of the vaccine. Now, there are individuals amongst us that are super, super, super sensitive to any kind of vaccines and any kind of foreign uh, material injected into their body or ingested into their body. These people know who they are. And if you're one of those individuals, I would recommend that you not take the vaccine without talking to your primary care provider, having a plan in place. If you're at high risk or you're on the front lines of exposure, I think you should still have the vaccine. But it needs to be prepped ahead of time, and there's things you can do to minimize any kind of reaction. Um, the numbers have went up since I read last. It's been over a week that I last read that with the first 300,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine, there were six mild reactions. Well, that's unheard of with vaccines in terms of safety. And I know those numbers have went up since then. And I'm not a vaccine guy. In general, I don't push vaccines. I, I give people the information. I let them make their own decisions. But this vaccine is different. Um, this vaccine is, is really our only path forward at this point. Uh, one of these vaccines, whether it's Pfizer or Moderna or AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson's coming, Novavax is coming, whichever one of the vaccines that, that you ultimately choose to take, it's really our only path forward to overcoming this virus. Otherwise, we're going to be held hostage by this thing. Uh, and as we can see, it has the ability, which all viruses do, to mutate a little bit. So there's really no end to this unless we are able to overcome it with the vaccine. So that's why this vaccine is critically important. Now, if the vaccine wasn't effective or if it was dangerous, then it wouldn't be a good option. But the reality is, is it is very effective and it is very safe. So it is really a, a, a godsend, if you will, 
and an opportunity for us to overcome this situation we're in. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, kind enough to join us on Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio. Doctor, you mentioned um, the uh, vaccines. Uh, it looks like it may be a while before AstraZeneca is, is even approved in the United States, maybe April, but we're kind of keeping our fingers crossed for Johnson & Johnson. Have you heard anything on that? You know, I've just heard it's moving forward. You know, what set this back? And I guess I didn't answer your question earlier completely. The, the, the other question people have is about, hey, this thing was rushed. It was rushed to production. It was rushed to approval. And uh, it, was, it was somehow there were corners cut in order to get this vaccine. And the reality is that's not true. It was held to the same standards, the same scrutiny, the same safety um, levels had to be maintained. What moved this vaccine through faster was really two things. Number one, since it's not, there's no virus required to make this vaccine, you, you don't have to culture the virus. You don't have to maintain your, your strains of culture. You don't have to do all of that, which takes a lot of time. Secondly, they took out the dead space, if you will. You know, in the approval process, these vaccines in years past would, you know, lay on people's desks for a long time uh, in between stages. So, you know, once you got to phase one, you might be dormant for months and months and months before you went to stage two. And then once you went to stage two, you may be dormant again for months and months, maybe even years before you would go to stage three. Well, what they've done is they've taken that dead space out. As, as soon as you met the safety criteria for stage one and you met that criteria, you immediately went to stage two. And then once you met that criteria, you immediately went to stage three. And then once you met that criteria, you're immediately made available for emergency use. So they just took the dead space out of the process is what they've done. They've not, they've not lowered the bar. They've not uh, relaxed the safety standards. It, the, the standards were all the same. They just took the dead space out in between steps is what they've done. And, and with this messenger RNA technology, again, you're not handcuffed by having to grow culture out of chimpanzees or out of duck eggs or whatever source you want to use to, to uh, grow the virus. And so those two uh, factors really uh, uh, expedited the process of getting this vaccine available. Doctor, I know you're busy seeing folks at the uh, Rural Health Clinic of Green Memorial Hospital in Jamestown, also seeing patients in Cedarville and Yellow Springs. Appreciate your time as always, Doctor. Great to hear from you. Thanks, Roy. Have a great day. You too, sir. It sounds just as good in the barn as it does in the car. Real country music on Real Roots Radio.